E-Tidings Cosmos Good morning, 21st Century World of Worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falcher Rotenshaw Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. In a sound of the weekend, overheard someone ask of another, How are we going to express the culture of humanity on an alien planet? And the other replied, saying, I have no idea, but this is for certain, that if we forget Earth, we will forget what it means to be human. So it is imperative and incumbent upon us, incumbent and imperative upon each generation, to wholeheartedly prize Earth above all our desires to settle elsewhere in the cosmos. Obstructing no one's view, about a dozen or more young trees, growing already up to about three to four metres, along a beautiful metre or so high wooden railing, across from the front gate of a primary school. And now, of an unknown hour, along came some ignoramus with a tractor and hedge cutter, and violently levelled those pretty trees down to the height of the wooden railing leaving the cuttings strewn there all over the place. I asked myself, with happening upon the scene in the aftermath, what sort of mind does that? Couldn't he see and know that little birds would be alighting on those trees, and with the children arriving at school in the mornings, they would hear them, and even see them, and the same in the afternoons when they would be going home? and in the trees they would be able to observe the changing of the seasons. And who knows, I thought, they might even be inspired by them to compose some beautiful poems. But alas! In today's broadcast I'll be reading some more from Prince Hamlet on the nature of things and the true classic of Southern Dower's fragrance. A reading from Prince Hamlet Good Hamlet, cast thy knighted collar off, and let thy eye look like a friend on Denmark. Do not forever with thy veiled lids seek for thy noble father in the dust. Thou knowest his common, all that lives must die, passing through nature to eternity. Ay, madam, it is common. If it be, why seems it so particular with thee? Seems, madam? Nay, it is. I know not seems. Tis not alone my inky cloak, good mother, nor customary suits of solemn black, nor windy suspiration of forced breath, no, nor the fruitful river in the eye, nor the dejected haver of the visage, together with all forms, moods, shapes of grief, that can denote me truly. These indeed seem. For they are actions that a man might play 
but i have that within which passage show these but the trappings and the suits of woe tis sweet and commendable in your nature hamlet to give these morning duties to your father but you must know your father lost a father that father lost lost his and the survivor bound in filial obligation for some term to do obsequious sorrow but to persevere in obstinate condolement is a course of impious stubbornness tis unmanly grief it shows a will most incorrect to heaven a heart unfortified a mind impatient an understanding simple and unschooled for what we know must be and is as common as any of the most vulgar thing to sense why should we in our peevish opposition take it to heart fight is a fall to heaven a fault against the dead a fault to nature to reason most absurd whose common theme is death of fathers and who still had cried from the first course till he that died to-day this must be so we pray you throw to earth this unprevailing woe and think of us as of a father for let the world take note you are the most immediate to our throne and with no less nobility of love than that which dearest fathers bears his son do i impart toward you for your intent in going back to school in wittenberg it is most retrograde to our desire and we beseech you bend you to remain here in the cheer and comfort of our eye our chiefest courtier cousin and our son let not thy mother lose her prayers hamlet i pray thee stay with us go not to wittenberg i shall in all my best obey you madam why it is a loving and a fair reply be as yourself in denmark madam come this gentle and unforced accord of hamlets is smiling to my heart a grace whereof no joke in health that denmark drinks to-day with the great canyon to the clouds shall tell and the king's ruse the heavens all brute again respeaking earthly thunder come away oh that this too too solid flesh would melt thaw and resolve itself into a jew or that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter oh god oh god how weary stale flat and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world tis an unweeded garden that grows to seed things rank and gross and nature possess it merely that it should come to this but two months dead nay not so much not two so excellent a king that was to this hypernian to a satyr so loving to my mother that he might not between the winds of heaven visit her face too roughly heaven and earth must i remember why she would hang on him as if increase of appetite had grown by what it fed on and yet within a month let me not think on it frailty thy name is woman a little month or ere those shoes were old with which she followed my poor father's body like niobe all tears why she even she oh god a beast that once discourse of reason would have mourned longer married with my uncle my father's brother but no more like my father than i to hercules within a month ere yet the salt of most unrighteous tears had left the flushing in her gold eyes she married almost wicked speed 
to post with such dexterity to incestuous sheets. It is not that it cannot come to good, but break my heart, for I must hold my tongue. A reading in continuity from the first century B.C. poem On the Nature of Things by the Roman poet and philosopher Titus Lucretius Carus. Bodies, again, are partly primal germs of things, and partly unions derived from the primal germs. And those which are the primal germs of things no power can quench, for in the end they conquer by their own solidness, though hard it be to think that aught in things has solid frame. For lightnings pass, no less than voice and shout, through hedging walls of houses, and the iron white dazzles in the fire, and rocks will burn with exhalations fierce and burst asunder. Totters the rigid gold, dissolved in heat, the ice of bronze melts conquered in the flame. Warmth in the piercing cold through silver seep, since, with the cups held rightly in the hand, we off feel both, as from above is poured the dew of waters between their shining sides, so true it is no solid form is found. But yet, because true reason and nature of things constrain us, come, whilst in few verses now I'll disentangle how there still exist bodies of solid, everlasting frame, the seeds of things, the primal germs we teach, whence all creation around us came to be. An interpretation after my own fashioning of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. Nor three star visitors spoke to me, saying, Humaculate of error, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? At times I wonder, is there really any difference at all between human speaking human word soundings, and the chirrupings of the blackbird, the thrush, the robin, or the rain. Surely there is in soundings, be it in the sound words of the human, or the sound chirrups of birds, some meanings. Words are not just sounds, chirrups are not just sounds, they are the bearers of thoughts, the bearers of meanings. Even the winds and breezes that blow down from the clouds, blow down from the hills, or in from the sea, or up from the valley floor, carry within them, or upon them, thoughts, carry within them meanings. But whose thoughts are they? Whose meanings? And if I were to ask a human, from whence comes thoughts and meanings, straight away the human will say, the mind. But I will say, don't eyes also transmit thoughts and meanings of sight, the nose thoughts and meanings of scent, the ears thoughts and meanings of hearing, the tongue thoughts and meanings of tasting, and the skin thoughts and meanings of touching or feeling? When the humans speak, they can say something is true or something is false, something is right or something is wrong and to these they can add, at their discretion, 
endless and varying points of view. At times, and those times are a lot more frequent than the humans imagine, the first words spoken by them in a conversation almost get immediately consigned to oblivion. The only ones they tend to keep in mind are those last and most recent spoken, and yet, even those two can, with another sound intervening, another flow of words coming their way, be completely forgotten. Why do the humans make so much of a fuss over sounds, over words and their meanings? Why so many contentions over what someone has said or inferred or even nuanced? Why can't they just let go, trying to hang on to words and their meanings? To be holding on to them is to misunderstand what it is to speak, what it is to chirp. Perhaps the winged of the air are much better at understanding this than are the humans. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will potify and philosophy yourself with your whole heart. You will show forth in written and spoken word your marvellous insights and wonderful imaginings. And in words of your own bringing about will you be setting them out. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to Radio Richard Ireland on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday, and occasionally on the weekends. A transcript of today's broadcast will be forthcoming. It is truly an honor to have your listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán agus banacht lát.